what do you need improvement in? Just want to go through and What is the purpose of overthinking? Taking care of your, your loved one. That's how you can increase your sales. Hello, everybody. This is Farron. And this is Caleb Lenoir. And welcome to another episode of Conversations with the Home Care Guys. And we have a special guest, Ferris. Ferris is, is in Zoom land right now. Uh, yes. So, Ferris, I would love for you to introduce our special, special guest. Oh, man. Well, I am super, super excited about today's um, today's podcast. We actually have a special guest that's actually running for the, uh, the 133rd seat of the uh, Georgia Congress, Georgia Congress. And so we have attorney Harrison Walton. Hey, Walton. welcome, welcome to our show, Attorney Harrison Walton. We're happy to have you. Thank you so much. So, so I, I know um, Ferris is probably going to ask some some questions, and Ferris, you're welcome to. It's going to be kind of difficult because I want to look both ways. But um, so I want us. We we have been knowing your family in the community for a long time. You know, um, her her mother it used to be used to be our dentist actually, and, so and that's why you get that beautiful smile. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but I want you to just. Tell us about yourself. Tell tell the community about Hogan Harrison Walton, and um and then tell us what what you're running for. It's District One Thirty Three, right? Correct. Okay. Okay. So I was born and raised here in Millersville, Georgia. Uh, I went to Spelman College, my undergraduate degree. From there, I went and got my MBA, and then from after my MBA, I went to law school at Thomas M. Cooley up in Michigan. Okay. From there, I came right back to Georgia because I'm a Georgia girl. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Like winter, I don't like cold, and so and I established my practice in Milledgeville, uh, in in the same building with my mom, my older brother, and my sister, and so we have this family practice. Um, I'm the only lawyer in the family, which is okay. Everybody else is in the medical field, exactly. Uh, and uh, I've been practicing law for 13 years, uh, and I'm the owner of the Hogan Law Firm LLC. I provide services in areas of family, criminal, uh, juvenile, and personal injury. And currently, I serve as the guardian litem for children who are in defects care oh, wow. um, in the Amogi Circuit, so um, which covers like eight different counties. Uh, and so, the guardian litem means I'm the attorney for the children to make sure that whenever they are returned back to their parents, if they're able to be returned back to their parents, right. they are going to be returned to a safe, loving, and stable and nurturing environment. Oh, that's great! That's amazing, <laughs> right there. So, so Ferris, that, that that's amazing. So, this is uh, Harris, uh, Attorney Harrison Hogan. Now, let, let's talk about uh, the, the 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 seat that you're running for right now. So, you're running for the House of Representatives seat, District 133. And so, what counties are is that uh, uh, is 133 in? And can you just elaborate like some of your campaign? Sure, absolutely. So District 133 now covers Baldwin and Jones County. Okay. Uh, they redistrict um, all the area, the entire entire state of Georgia um, in this previous election year, I mean, legislative year. And it used to be Baldwin and Putnam, but now it is Baldwin and Jones. Okay. And I'm running for state house representative. And so one of the things that I, well, my platform is health, security, and prosperity. Mm. Um, health, making yeah. sure that everyone has access to affordable health care. Right. Uh, us being in Baldwin County, we are lucky we have a hospital nearby right. and we do have um, primary physicians and, and a, non, a 24 hour non-emergency. But there are a lot of counties in, throughout the state and in, in, in our local close to us, Jones County, exactly. Hancock County, that don't have those type of, of, of facilities. Yeah. And they have yeah. to travel either to, to Baldwin or to Macon to right. seek medical care. Uh, so uh, health care is very near and dear to me. Also, I'm a three time cancer survivor, so mm, I know what it's like to be denied health care mm, uh, mm. and, and insurance. 
Um, when I first got out of law school, uh, my husband and I just recently married, and so I couldn't stay with my mom's health insurance, mm-hmm. and I was denied insurance. Wow. And wow. I was mm. not able to get the preventive and uh, follow-up appointments with my um, oncologist. And it was very scary for a few years of not being able to go and make sure that my cancer hadn't come back. Right, right. Um, luckily, mm. it never did. Great. Um, but I, I know how important it is to maintain uh, your health. And if you don't have your health, then you know, nothing else matters. Well, that, I think that's a great campaign mm-hmm. because so many fam- so many families, especially in Baldwin County and Jones County, you know, they suffer from um, not having health insurance and they may be dealing with different issues where where they're getting different diagnoses. And they, you know, there's not like where in Baldwin, there's no I mean, in Hancock, not in Hancock, excuse me, Jones County, there's no hospital or there's no, um, you know, urgent care facility mm-hmm. there. And so they have to travel. And so that's important. Health care is important in, in putting people you like like yourself into office or something like that mm-hmm. that has to campaign pain to focus on healthcare. I think that's really, really important. And, and what, one question I would have is, uh, especially, especially having healthcare as a part of your platform, and we work in the elderly care field as well. Um, what, what are some of your initiatives with kind of going through and ensuring that uh, all like our elderly and disabled individuals have access to, uh, to, to quality healthcare as well? Oh, absolutely. I think we need to expand Medicaid, make sure that we have enough coverage, because I know that that one of the key issues is transportation, Mm -hmm. making sure they can actually get to their appointments. Oh, my goodness. That has. Yeah, that's really big. That's really big. Exactly. And there's not enough funding out there to make sure that these different um, transporters are able to go out to the rural areas and pick them up and take mm-hmm. them back and forth to their, to their appointments. I remember yeah. there was one time um, there was a gentleman um, at my mom's office. He was dropped off and the transporter never came back. Wow. Um, don't mm. know. We, to this day, we don't know why we had to um, take him, which was our pleasure, take him back to his, his apartment back in Sparta. Wow. Um, because wow. he didn't have transportation mm. and we just don't know why the transporter never came back. In Jones County, mm-hmm. there are a lot of unpaid roads, it's, and yes. and it is it, it is just mind blowing how many unpaid roads. And when it rains, you you can't navigate those roads. Right. And if mm-hmm. those roads are not navigable, how can EMS first and any other first responder, much less a a transport, get to these places to get right. to these individuals so that they can get the services they need? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So there's a lot of different um, components to. Um, Helping elderly, making sure that the roads are, are appropriate so that the transporters can get to them. Right. And then making sure that they have that adequate transportation. I think that's a great. Can- I think that's a great. And, 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 and when we're saying expanding Medicaid, uh, what, what does that what does that mean specifically? Does it, does that mean uh, having more funds getting to Medicaid to pre- give access to individuals that are qualified for Medicaid or more resources that could be covered through Medicaid? What does that specifically mean? So Georgia did not elect to opt into Medicaid to Medicaid. We are, we're paying for it, but our money is going to other states that opted into it. Mm. And if we elect to opt into it, then that means our money will stay in Georgia, which means there'll be more money to, to divide up and distribute to the hospitals and to also provide, uh, um, initiatives uh, or, or, or to doctors so that they will take Medicaid. Cause there are a lot of doctors who will not take Medicaid. Right. Yes, uh, yes. My mom yes. is the only dentist in this area that will take Medicaid. Right. Wow. And so wow. uh, we have people who have, who will travel from Dublin, uh, from Augusta because they can't find a provider that will take Medicaid. Wow. And so if we opt into it, then we will have, be able to provide more money to uh, physicians so that they will accept Medicaid um, 
patience. Right. But right now, our wow. money is leaving. It's going out the state. Wow. And so we need to keep wow. it in the state. So, so expanding and, Medicaid means not only just different programs from dentists to physicians to transportation, even to home care providers and things in hospitals, but pretty much um, um, not only the services, but getting more people on, on the on the program if they can qualify. Absolutely. And also um, prescriptions. Okay. Yeah. Making sure that um, those prescriptions for different things such as insulin are covered. covered through uh, yes. And you're not paying a hundred, two hundred dollars for your insulin, which is outrageous, or for people who have um, uh, the um, allergic reactions and need the um, epinephrine. Yes, mm-hmm. I didn't realize how expensive those are when they expire, and most oh, wow. insurance companies pay only a, a, a portion of it. How expensive are they? I never, I never even heard of it. Uh, my assistant has it, and when it expired, she said it's going to be four hundred dollars. Wow! And it only is wow. good for a year. Oh wow! Yeah. That's just imagine, like, because people are on budgets, especially nowadays with inflation going up and just people on fixed incomes. And and healthcare is a number one priority because you cannot work if you're unhealthy. You can't go through and provide a better life for your family. You cannot go through and provide um, like we can dream big dreams, but if our health is not there, that 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 can cripple the dream from coming true. And I think just like you said, being if if Georgia has an opportunity to go through and expand Medicaid. And to go through and service our individuals here in Georgia, it only if there's a domino effect on the economy. That means more healthy people. That means the individuals can go to work. Right. Individuals can go to provide services for their family. It's, it's just a domino effect. Right, right, right. And with the children, because a lot of children will be able to receive those special services that they need for, such as occupational therapy, mm-hmm. speech therapy, um, for children physical who are born, therapy, physical yeah. therapy, mm-hmm. exactly, mental health. Yes. Oh, that's wow. that's big. That's big right now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We don't do uh, Georgia does a, a very minimum job of assisting children who have already exhibited any type of uh, mental health or behavioral issues. Mm. We can do a better job of, of, of providing services to families so that when these children grow up to become adults, they're able to manage their mental health. Mm. But because the family did not receive adequate training to help this child at, when the child was a child, right. now the family's kind of at a loss when this child is now an adult and does not want to take the medication gotcha. or doesn't want to listen, doesn't want to go to counseling, you know, those type of things. Wow, wow, wow. You know, uh, wow. yeah, that's that's really important. I think I was reading an article about like uh, the shortage of mental health um, personnel, like professionals uh, in Georgia. And so, yeah, so if they can expand that and have that that as a, a billable service, that'll be really great for our community. So, health health is one of your um, is one of your campaign um, topics. And security, let's talk about security. Oh, absolutely. So, security is is very has a number of different nuances. <clears throat> Everyone wants to go back to that day when we could. When we can stay in our house and the door could be wide open <laughs> and we never have to worry about anybody coming in. Right. You can run between houses. You remember uh-huh. running yeah. as a kid? Uh-huh. Yeah. You yeah. Could, the door yeah. was always unlocked and you can run between houses and never and you never worried about who was coming in through that door. Right. Other than don't let that air that cold air out your grandmama's house. Exactly. <laughs> exactly right. We don't have that anymore. I, and I want us to live in back in back in that time where we felt secure. We definitely need to make sure that we have gun control that is keeping guns out of the hands of the wrong individuals. Yes. And recently they passed legislation that did the exact opposite. Wow. Yeah. And we need to make sure that and don't get me wrong, I am I am all for the right to bear arms. But mm-hmm. I want to make sure that the correct it's the right people. people. Exactly. <laughs> and as we can right. see from the tragedy that happened over the weekend, what mm-hmm. happens when the wrong people get hold yeah. of guns? Exactly. And yeah. at what point 
are we going to say we have got to uh, restrict access to guns? So, I think uh, it goes back into that, that mental health, the, the health campaign to hiring <laughs> mental health providers that can really screen some of those individuals. And I think there needs to be some kind of like um, legislature created that people that are buying these guns, you know, have a mental evaluation to, or assessment to make sure that they're comfortable of knowing what they have. Because a gun is a deadly weapon and it can do, do so much damage and harm. And so, you know, just like what you said about what happened in Buffalo, it was it was so detrimental. And I think that the wrong person had the right wrong had, had the gun. Exactly. Had the opportunity to get it. And so. Um, mm-hmm. That is. Um, and so that's one component of security. Also with security is making sure that our families stay a family unit. Uh, and I am, I was reading that on your, pro, on your profile about how, how when someone gets incarcerated uh, and then as a criminal that it, it does affect the family. Not only does it affect the family financially um, um, it affects the family, you know, just in a mental mental space. And so, how those children are probably going to be repeat offenders because there's a lack of income that was needed. And I want you to dive into that. Cause I read that. Yes. I thought it was so fascinating how you just cor- cor- correlated all of these different parts from a criminal aspect to them being a part of the family to their, to the children. I thought that was fascinating. Exactly. And that actually, those two go hand in hand that the security and prosperity mm-hmm. and they're linked together by a key term jobs, right? We need Good, sustainable jobs. And I'm not talking about these fast food jobs. And there's nothing wrong with fast food jobs. Don't get me wrong. Right. But those jobs are only paying, you know, 10 to $12 an hour. And that is not enough to raise a family. We need to bring in industries that will provide adequate salaries, mm. insurance benefits, and yes. retirement benefits. Because yes. look at it this way. When you have somebody who has a good paying job, they're not going to mess that up by doing something stupid by getting a criminal case. Correct. On the, and then if you look on the other side of it, a lot of, uh, and I do family law, which is divorces. That's true. Uh-huh. A lot of divorces fight over what? Money. Money. Yeah. And so Money. when you have a good paying job, that reduces down the, the number of divorces because now you have people who are both contributing equally to the support of the family. Mm. And then also mm. on the juvenile aspect of it, the delinquency side, when we see juvenile delinquents, yeah. they come from either single family homes with low incomes. And when you're providing jobs that allow people to be able to put food on their plate and keep the lights on and actually still be able to save for their future, right. then they're not so stressed out and not spending, you know, 50, 60, 70 hours at work, they're able to go home and actually pay attention to what their child is doing. Mm. And so we will have less uh, of these uh, juveniles, uh, uh, Cases, delin- yeah. yeah, and also on the defects side, we'll have less children coming into defects care because we'll have less substance abuse. Because a lot of people self medicate because mm-hmm. they are they are not able to figure out their self worth because they they're not able mm-hmm. to locate a job and be, be be able to provide that 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 family and lifestyle that they think their children and their children should deserve. Right, so. Jobs is a very key component. And also when you have jobs, what comes with, with a big industry? Oh, um, more, more, more revenue, also more homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get hospitals. We get hospitals. Okay, we, yeah. we get physicians who want to come in because you have uh, this magnet and it just expands out. Yeah, and more so healthcare. more health care because you have because yeah. you have this big company that's providing insurance. And so then mm-hmm. you have doctors who want to come to this area because there's insurance. Right. 
And so, mm-hmm. and then you have other industries, entertainment industries. You have so a lot um, of industries come because of. I mean, if we can, if we can not only have, um, if we can get the jobs, good jobs here in in Baldwin County as well as Jones County, a lot of industries and more access to healthcare, more access to mental health, and 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 different. Um, our lifestyle will increase. Absolutely. I love it. Love it. And so, Lower crime rate, everything. Everything. Mm. And so that's why I say security and prosperity, they go hand in hand. Uh, so uh, can't have one without the other. And, and, I, and I think that's really beating, uh, meeting some of the necessities. I'm not going to say the basic necessities, but well, security is a basic necessity, like food, water, air, like these are the basic, and I would say security as well is a necessity for individuals to have it. and prosperity, especially in this in this type of climate atmosphere right now. Um, one thing I was going to ask you, because at, you're you're an entrepreneur as well, like you're you're a pra- you're a practicing attorney, you own your own law practice, etc., and you come from a, a family of actually uh, entrepreneurs. And I want to kind of I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to the jobs part, but I want to ask you I'm gonna take it two steps back a little bit. <clears throat> And my question for you is because knowing your mother has been a pillar in the community. I, if if anyone in the middle of Georgia area, they know Dr. Harris. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and so what happened in the household to produce several doctors, an attorney, and just so much successful individuals? What, what was your household looking like? Because that's what, that's what people are looking like. Okay, I want to go through the t- success for my family, but you all have a blueprint or something was going on right now. <laughs> Kind of walk us through your, your, your childhood and kind of what was going on there. Well, you know, I was surrounded by powerful women uh, with between, between my mom, my aunt, um, Naomi Brandon, my other aunt, Georgia Kimball, you know, it, they raised us to be independent and they did not play about our schooling. Mm. I, I remember one time my little brother Tillman made all A's and an F. <laughs> He's probably gonna kill me for saying this story, telling the story, but he made all A's and F. My mom would not let him go to football practice. Oh, she did not play, and it didn't make any kind of sense how you make all A's and F. Right, <laughs> but she did not play when it came to our academics. When we came home from school, now we were very active. We were always in some type of sport um, or some type of art. I played the piano. My sister played the clarinet. But at about six o'clock or six thirty, we came home. While she was cooking dinner, we were doing our homework. Mm. We eat dinner, and then after dinner, we would sit and go over the homework. And I remember times we would stay up until eight thirty, nine, nine thirty, sometimes ten o'clock at night. Yeah, because I was gonna spell this word, and I was gonna spell it right, not just one time, but two, three times to make sure. Oh my goodness gracious! When I did that spelling test on Friday, I was going to get an A. Exactly. And exactly. when I came home with B's, it would be okay. But she wanted to know, okay, so what can we do? To make sure this B is an A. Come on, playing the correction. That's what, that, that's what I hear. You know what? I think that's the blueprint. You, you, you quoted so many gems out there that a lot of family members really need to really kind of know about. Um, I, I like that your mother was, even though she had a, a business, but she was involved in your lives. And I think that, yes. you know, having great jobs here would allow the, the time for members to really sit down and sit at the table with their family to go over homework, to not only allow them to do the homework, but to go over it with them and to spend that quality time with them and to give them that validation and confirmation that they need in order to succeed. And so that, that was a gem right there that you really, really stated because there's so many, so much success. I look at you guys as the pillar of success, especially in Millersville, uh, the Harrison family, the Harrison family. So I want to say kudos. Now let's talk about this. Can you break down? Cause a lot of our viewers don't know the difference between the Senate and the house of representatives and 
And and what is this this big race November the eighth? So just break down everything from you know your position as a house. You know when do you get voted? What's your responsibilities and duties as well as the Senate and then the big shot? I guess the governor. Yeah. yeah sure. So <laughs> Georgia's legislative body is broken into two entities. You have the House of Representatives and the Senate. The House we're reelected every two years, where the Senate is elected every four years. Other than the terms, how long we're elected, there is no difference okay. in the position. We both can create laws. And it just um, it just determines on how long you're going to be sitting. Okay. The Senate covers a bigger um, demographic, ge- geography, uh, because we don't have as many senators as we do House of Representatives. Uh, and so um, what we do as in the House of Representatives really does not change as far as um, how a law is created. But when a law is created, let's say it's created in the House of Representatives, uh, the Senate is sent over to the Senate, and the Senate has to approve it as well. And once the Senate approves it, it gets sent up to the governor for, for signature. So the governor can either approve it or veto it. Got it. And that's the same uh, process at the, at, the, at the federal level. So you have the House of Representatives, the U.S. House of Representatives, and then you have the U.S. Senators. Mm. And they create laws, and then if they agree on it, it gets sent up to the president who can either sign it or veto it. So um, that's the short Breakdown yeah. So what's the likelihood of if, if the senators, I mean, if the House of Representatives agree on a, on a law as well as the senators, I don't know if we lost fares or not. OK, so if we if we pretty much if the House of Representatives and the senators uh, agree on the bill, what's the likelihood of that passing that the governor or the president actually signs it? Well, I think it really just depends on that law um, right. and who we have in office as a governor. Mm-hmm. If you have a Democratic uh, go- governor. Uh, they have different agendas versus a Republican governor. Right. So it really just depends on the legislation. The uh, I, I, vast majority of the time, though, the governor does sign off on it because if you have two bodies that have agreed on this legislation, right. and they've worked on it probably for years because a lot of people don't understand that our legislators up in Atlanta are only part-time. Really? Yes. So is the House of Representatives is a part-time position? It's a, it's a part of a part-time. What? The, our legislation is only um, 40 days. That's it. It starts in January, ends in April. It's 40 days. That's it. And no way. Why did I think that, you know, you all are there in the, you all are there every day making decisions, voting on bills. It's not like that no, at all. No, it's not year-round. Now, after April, we they have to uh, create a budget for the state. But other than that, once the session has closed in April... They have what's called committee meetings, which is where they they have these meetings where people come in and talk to them about different legislation that they want to maybe create or change in the next legislative year. But there's only 40 days from January to April that we can pass any laws in the state of Georgia subject to any emergency like you know covid they created they had to do a special emergency type. exactly they probably had like an emergency committee to come in and talk exactly. about them okay but it's only 40 days how oh, did i know that wow okay but let's talk but so the u.s house of representatives that's more so for a full-time position that is full-time they, okay, they okay. the u.s house and then the u.s senate is full-time correct but pretty much the house and the senate the senate is part-time too correct it's all wow and then all the other days i learned something new yeah. i learned something new today it's today. part-time and so other than the committee meetings they're having after april um you know, they're in the community talking to constituents and supposed to be advocating and serving in the community so that right. they know if what they pass is actually helping in the community. Oh, gotcha. So, okay, so so it's not just 
getting the bill and passing the bill is more so what do you do afterwards? Exactly. Okay, so the, the afterwards is like looking at the bills and see if they pass and, and really getting to know your community so you can know what to fight for. Exactly. And, and that's, oh, wow. That's, and that's see, a, that's the most important thing that people don't understand. This is why it's so important to vote because the bills that are being passed, such as this year, really – Depends on when they go into effect. Some don't go into effect until July or January of 2023. Depends on what type of bill it is. But you don't see the effects of it until years down the road, Mm -hmm. especially when they're changing how funding is given to certain entities. Right. You know, you got to come up with the money and then implement it. So you don't know if this is going to be if this is going to work or not work or if it actually is a failure until years down the road. And by then, sometimes the the. The impact can be devastating. Right, right, right. So this is why it's important for people to understand who is in office, what it is that that person stands for, because what they're doing now is really going to affect you five to ten years down the road. Right, right, right. How important is community to you? Like how how important? I know that you work in law, mm-hmm. and you 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 pretty much kind of went through the whole gamut of like the process of what you work for. But how important is community? I mean, community. And is what activities have you participated in, in in our local community recently, or? Community is everything because if your community is not being uplifted, what are we here for? Right. You know, I I cannot sit here and think that we were just born to just go through this narrow path of not caring about anybody or anything. And then we just die. Mm. To me, that doesn't seem logical. Right. And regardless of, of your religious or spiritual upbringing, we have to care about mankind. And animals. I love, I love animals. I'm a lover of animals. Yeah. And you have to be so invested in the community that if your community fails, you feel like you're a failure. Mm. And that's how I, I feel whenever I hear of a shooting in Baldwin County or Jones County or anywhere. Right. I feel like, what could I have done to prevent this? Mm. Even if it took place somewhere halfway across the United States. Right. Could I have prevented it by maybe voting somebody in who would have been in favor of restrictive gun laws? Yes. Or if... And we have this upcoming U.S. Uh, 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 U.S. Supreme Court decision about with Roe v. Wade. Right. And you know, could I have done something to make sure that the right justices would be sitting on the bench to decide this? Yeah. So, which means could I have voted for? Could I have helped more people vote for the president who exactly. appoints the U.S. justices? Exactly. So you know, these are some of the yeah. ideas that people should have in their head. Yeah. Um. But. Some of the activities that I stay involved in is we do um, every year we do the the Christmas with Santa. Okay. Uh, we do the. Um, and where's the Christmas with Santa? We do the Collins P Lee Center in Milledgeville. Okay. Uh, and then we give out free toys and breakfast to the community. That's great. Um, and um, we're actually we're going to have upcoming a Christmas in in July. Oh, nice! Yeah, that's, that's gonna be great. So Santa's gonna be there in his in his in his Bahamas outfit, <laughs> you know, his shorts. That's great. Uh, and we're gonna be giving out supplies, Christmas yes. um, school supplies. Yes. Um. Um. Uh, for the upcoming school year. I think that's great. Yes. I think that's so, amazing. And, and I recently saw you at the mayor ball. Yes. Where uh, where a lot of um a lot of uh, African American men um, were just kind of appreciated and valued, and they were awarded uh, in throughout their ceremony. And so um and thank you for I think that was a great thing. It was a great cause to bring Millersville together and just to see everyone and just everybody realize that they make a difference. Yeah. You know. And 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 what you literally said is like, what could I have done to um either um you know, prevented this and every vote counts. And that's what I heard. Every single vote count. And what would you say to the, uh, I guess to um, the average voter 
um, that pretty much feels like, you know, they vote, they voice is not always heard or their vote don't really count um, during this election. So what, what would you say to them? I would absolutely tell them that every vote counts. And if you don't think your vote doesn't matter, look at how we've changed Georgia. And Georgia, the last election, flipped and turned blue. Right. And that was because of votes. Yes. President Biden was elected because of votes. So that is essential. Like, I put voting up there with uh, getting your car tag. You know, uh, you it's know. a responsibility. Yes. It's like it's your responsibility yes. to vote. Renewing your driver's license. Right. And right. I tell everyone when it's your birthday, go and check your voter registration status. Gotcha. That way, it's just kind of an easy way to remember because when you're there doing so many changes to the voter registration, um, and we don't want anyone to be prevented from voting. So uh, on your birthday, go online real quick. Go on the Secretary of State's website and Make check sure your register. register. And if you don't see that you're on there, go back and re-register. Yes. You can do it online, and it's so simple. That is that's that that's important. That's important. So so right now we're in the primaries. Right now, do you have a running a candidate again, a running mate for the Democratic Party? Because which party are you with, Democrat or Republican? I'm a Democrat, and I do not have a Democrat opponent. Opponent, okay. I just okay. have a Republican. Okay. So the primary um, is really just for the other these other uh, positions. You know, the governor. Well, we don't have a, a Democratic governor, but for the Secretary of State, Lieutenant gotcha. Governor. The uh, labor commissioner. There's so many other ones out there. Right, <laughs> right, right. Different houses that probably have different um, opponents as well. Right. Okay, but you don't have a, an opponent right now that's Democratic for the 133. I do District not. 133. Do you? Who's your opponent for the Republican? His name is it's Kim Vance. Okay, um, Kim and, Vance. And so November 8th is my um, my day. My, it's your big I, day. It's my day that I will become your next state house representative. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, listen, we're going to get ready to wrap it up. I think this was a great, insightful uh, podcast. I know that we we lost fares, but uh, we're going to leave you. I want you to leave our audience with one get, uh, one thought. You can look in that camera right there. And I just want you to speak to that audience. Speak to that uh, that Jones County um, um, maybe senior or that Baldwin County um, uh, single mother that is uh, really needing that, uh, needing security, needing um, health care, needing prosperity or a new job in their community. I want you to speak to those individuals and tell them what you're going to do for our, our, our area and our community. Oh, absolutely. So my name is Attorney Hogan Harrison Walton. I have served this community for countless years. And as your next state house representative, I will continue to serve not only for those single moms, but for the elderly, for those business owners, for those people who are battling any type of health condition, mental health. I'm working to keep those families united, decrease the crimes in the community, making sure that we have roads in all of our counties, making sure that everyone has access to health care. I want to keep your family together, keep your family healthy, keep your family ha happy. And I can only do that if you vote. You not only vote in, in, on this primary, but I need you to vote in November. Because when you go and vote, I need you to vote down that ballot. From uh, top all the way down to the bottom. Don't stop until you see my name. Attorney Hogan Harrison Walton. I'm running for State House 133. And please like and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Hogan for House 133. And Hogan is spelled H-O-G-A-N-N-E. You can also follow me on my web website. www.hoganforhouse133.com As well as you can follow me on, on uh, I said Instagram and Facebook. And I just really appreciate being here yes. and I look forward to serving 
in Baldwin County and Jones County as your next state house. Well, bravo, bravo. I'm so happy to have you on the show. And we're just so thankful that that you, you took out a time on your on a busy day to come in and speak to us and speak to our audience about uh, about your position and what your what your stance is for House of Representative District 133. Yes. So thank you so much. Now we're gonna have we're gonna have the after show, after hours. Yes. Um so you all stay tuned to our after um, our post show. And so I wanna say thank you so much, Hogan Harrison, Attorney thank Hogan Harrison you. Walton. Uh, for this and good luck on your primaries. Okay? Thank you so much for having me. Yes, yes.